Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. For over 30 years, Dolores Whelan, my next guest, has led the way in understanding and appreciating Celtic spirituality and the waning traditions of Indigenous Ireland. In Ireland, there's been a move away from organised religion in the last few years, which I'm sure you're all aware of. And Dolores believes that the lack of religion has left people without a strong basis and and a spiritual dimension in their life. And this is where Dolores' guidance steps in. Dolores joins me now. How are you doing, Dolores? Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Apart uh, from having the cold, <laughs> but yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, well, I'm struggling with hay fever myself. It's not. It's not. Oh, right. It's not a time to. So, it's not really socially acceptable to have a block nose these days. Everyone's terrified that it's COVID, aren't I they? I know. Well, at least we're on air, not beside each other. Yes. No. Yeah. You are remote. Yeah. You're not live in studio with me. Yeah. Tell me yeah. about your work in in the recovery of ancient spiritual traditions. Can you just give me an example of what the traditions kind of are? Yeah, well, you know, it's when you put it like that, it can be quite difficult because they're not, they're all intertwined. Everything is interrelated. And I think we live in a world right now that sees everything is separated. Uh, first of all, the people, earlier peoples who lived in this country and in many, many countries did not separate their lives into spiritual and secular. For them, they flowed in and out of each other because they understood the world to be much greater than just the physical or the mental world that they were inhabiting. So therefore, to say to somebody, like, do you you believe in a spirituality would be a completely strange question to ask because they wouldn't have even thought about it in that way because for them, the physical, the mental and the emotional, all of those worlds came initially from from, I suppose, the other world, from the spiritual world where everything is is present in potential, but it's not necessarily in in the physical reality. So you would come out. So some of it comes out in this way, and some of it comes out in that way. And but but for example, I'll give you an example because that's a little bit vague. So for example, um, if we think about um, the the Celtic year and the seasons, there are eight different seasons, and these seasons are not random. They are very it, it, because time was understood as um, a series of seasons that brought people and the world, because we, we, we understood ourselves as being intrinsically connected with the planet and with the universe. That has changed hugely in, in modern society all over the world. There is a kind of a belief that somehow we humans are separated from, from the natural world. And, and so we talk about my spiritual practice and my this and my that. But there isn't a my, really. There is what is uh, intrinsic, if you like, to how people live. But how for, how, yeah, would, like, how would the reduction of, um, reduction of seasons, let's say from eight to four, which, you know, meteor, meteorological people would say there are four seasons. How does that impact our, our emotional, our, our, like our lives, apart yeah. from... Sorry, go on. Well, I think that's a really good question. I think what it, you know, I think like for years and years and years, I wasn't consciously aware that, oh, now I'm in Samhain, now I'm in Imbolc, you know. But when I became conscious of it, I was able to make more sense of the energies that I was experiencing. And I was able to make more sense of the experiences I was having. And I didn't. Uh, I didn't have to, you know, I think one of the big things is that we live in a culture 
that actually is very anxious to banish winter and darkness. And we'd like to live in sunshine and daytime Mm -hmm. all the time. But that isn't possible. And if it were possible, we would be totally frazzled. But we try to create lifestyles that mirror that. And I think there's a huge lack of balance there because we say, okay, well, I want this, but I don't want that. But when you look at the Celtic seasons, there are eight of them. And each one of them is balanced with, uh, with, the, with its opposing um, sex. So, for example, you have um, the, Samhain, the season of Samhain, which is the season beginning at November. It's the most important season in the Celtic calendar, and it begins the Celtic year. But that is a time that we actually don't like as modern people. We think we should be able to banish the darkness. Uh, we could get rid of winter or two. It would be great. I don't but really like it, but it's more because of revenue. <laughs> it's a time yes, that always okay. makes me anxious. Okay, and I understand that too. But actually, so in that period of Samhain, which is the most important season in the calendar, we are in a situation where the, in the Northern Hemisphere, this is, where the light is sinking. And we, we go from Samhain to the winter solstice gradually. And at the winter solstice, we come to the darkest part of the year, where there's um, three days, which is what the solstice means, three days where there's no, apparently no movement, you know. But it's those three days that are the turning then of that dark time of the year to begin the, the journey back towards light. You see, one of the things that's so... I think what I love about the wisdom of the earlier people of this country and many indigenous countries is that they understood the paradox. They understood paradox and they understood that it was not just dualistic, this or this. It was all these different balances and the nuances were there all the time. But I don't think we get that so much now. So we say, oh, it's winter and I want it to be summer or something like that, which is, I know, a very crass kind of a statement. But when you follow the calendar, you go into Samhain, which is sinking, 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 down into the darkness in the northern hemisphere, and we get to the winter solstice. And the word solstice means sun stands still. So there is a moment there of intense darkness, but it's only with reaching that moment of intense darkness and embracing that that we can begin the upward journey back towards the light, which eventually becomes dominant at the summer solstice. You know, it's so, it's actually very sophisticated. And are these, um, are these traditions like just for Irish people? Because, no, you know, not at all. but if, not if at you're all. living in the, in the Arctic circuit, if you're living in Norway, then you don't have yeah. the same sort of seasons. Yeah, or? yeah, you don't. You don't have the same sort of seasons if you live. But this is, um, this is, a, in a way, this is, um, this, is we, this was created in, in, in part in Ireland, in, in England, in, in Scotland, in, in the areas where, you know, and parts of um, Europe where we do have seasons. Okay. And yeah, so, so if you were, live, if you, if you are more aware of these things and you sort of live by them, it ameliorates some of the, the difficulties, the anxieties that we have in modern yeah, world by just... Absolutely. That's a really, really important time. Darkness is a totally natural part of life. Yet we are fearful of darkness. And that fearful of darkness, of the darkness, makes makes us much more anxious. And it's it's like a vicious circle. So what do you do, like, on a day... Do you have, like... 
practices or rituals that you that you undertake to fully immerse mm-hmm. yourself? Can you live like this in alongside modern society? Well, I think of course you can because this is a pres- these are personal spiritual practices, and we can um, many people um, line up their spiritual practices with their busy lives, but they do them in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, when I'm working. With, with, with the Celtic calendar, I'm very aware of what season I'm in. I'm very aware of the energies of that season. I'm aware of what the gifts of that season are. I'm aware of what the challenges of that season are. And I think this is really important. Every season brings a particular energy. Every season brings a particular challenge. And every season brings particular gifts. Now, if you ignore the season and you don't accept the challenges, you also miss the gifts. You can't have it, you know, like, you, you know, it, it's kind of part of what it is. And it's, you know, it's not easy to describe this because it's very sophisticated mm-hmm. and it's very, very deeply ingrained within many primal people. But you know the way it's so, like you're, you're describing something that's so deeply ingrained and so sort of natural, like mm-hmm. does, and, and, and so almost cosmic that like does it, it really cosmic. does it matter that I don't understand it like if I don't understand rain no. it doesn't matter it's still going to make me no. wet yes, will I, of course. so do yeah. I need to understand the Celtic calendar or will I feel if I it just helps me to contextualise feelings I might be having that I am powerless to avoid well yes I think we're powerless to avoid things but we're not powerless as to how we respond to things you know so I think that's a really important piece a very big difference mm-hmm. If it rains, you wear a raincoat and, or an umbrella or whatever you do, but you can't stop the rain. Yeah. Or if it's hot, you, you do something to uh, alleviate that. But the thing, what I'm trying to get here is are as energies. What are the energies that are here? So, for example, the energy of, um, of Samhain is, is so interesting. And it's, it's, to me, it's, it's extraordinary that... Um, uh, that and the energy of sound is about drawing inwards, pulling down into the earth because that's what the natural world does. Okay, what do we do at sound? We get busier and busier and busier trying to brighten everything up so we don't have to be in the darkness, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily helpful because the darkness is not something to be feared, and I think that's something that modern people are terribly afraid of: is darkness and death. Those two things are absolutely essential to life. And until we can take those on board and say, yes, death is a part of life, darkness is a part of life, as is brightness, and and we will always be frightened by it. We will always be trying to, um, we will always be trying to um, avoid it. And the avoidance of it doesn't make it go away. It just means we have, we lose an opportunity. Like, for example, if I have a really big disappointment, as we all do, there's many ways which I can deal with it. But if I can deal with it in a way where I actually say, yes, I am disappointed and I am sad by this, and there may be something for me to learn here, then it it doesn't mean I won't feel the pain, but I will gain something as well. And that's really important. Because that's how we learn. Dolores, thank you. If people want to find out more about what you're saying, if they want more from you, can, do you have a website or where can they access I do have a website. My website is Dolores 
whelan.ie, www.dolorswhelan.ie. And I have a book called Ever Ancient, Ever New, a CD called The Journey Through the Celtic Year and a Celtic Calendar. They're all available through my website. Fair play. Thank you so much, Dolores. That was Dolores Whelan, educator and spiritual guide. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk Radio. Time for a quick break. Back in a couple of minutes. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.